we are gathered here today to say goodbye to England, the pound, curry, camping, steam engines, pandas, anti-trans rhetoric, um, raid battles. <laughs> that's a that's that's a that's a that's a rough transition. You could have said literally any. You could have said swans. Brexit, Brexit. It, or, well, Brexit, more like Dexit. Am I right, oh. fellas? Oh. <laughs> Oh, man, you remember when that was a thing? Wait, can I just say, though, like, I'm really excited that every gen now we get, like, a limited dex because, like, it gives things a chance to shine. You know, like, if you had said that three or four years ago, there would have been people trying to burn down my Charleston home. Like, people have been trying to kill me. For Alola? I loved Alola. Um, yeah, Alola was fun. I mean, like, Arcanine was great to use. Yep. Good times. So I loved nice. getting to use Arcanine, but then, like, also, like, in the before four times. <laughs> I liked I I liked the Galar decks too. Like it was brief because of COVID, but like Lila played for a couple a couple tournaments and I remember liking that format. I really liked the early series. Series like one through six were very fun. I also like I feel like that was because Dynamax definitely like got out of control, but I feel like with when it was just the Galarmons, like it was like Cinder using Cinderace was fun. Well, no, but Hidden Ability wasn't even out yet. Yeah, that was pre-Protean, or uh, Libero. Libero, yeah. I don't know why they had to give it a different name. Dragapult was way bigger in the early days. Yeah, Dragapult. Yeah, well, then Zacian. Well, and yes. Dur- I loved using Duraludon early days, too. Duraludon yeah. was very good. Yeah, I have one. I have a Duraludon plush. His name's Checkmate. <laughs> so in case anyone has not picked up on it, then by the name of this episode, literally being called Goodbye Galar, this is our send-off. Wait, we're saying goodbye? Yeah, I mean, for now. Until, like, they remake this game. Until we age 15 years and get nostalgic and play this game again. Uh-huh. Wait, you guys think the world's going to be here in 15 years? I should hope so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the world was going to definitely be here, Madison. I can't say the rest, same thing for the human species, but yeah. I'll be fine. Don will Don will be okay. Don will get to be a warlord, and I'll just I'll I'll live under him. It'll be fine. We have a torquil. We're gonna have a torquil coat of arms. It's gonna be sweet. <laughs> so today, honestly, y'all, I think we just sit here and talk about things we like about Galar. It's simple, relaxing, and to be honest, it distracts from all the millions and millions of leaks that are going online every single second because Pokemon can't control their stuff. We can't leak what came out three years ago. Yep, that's true. Can't do it no matter how hard we try. <laughs> but the leaks are fun. Yeah, but we ain't going to be leaking here. We can't. I don't, honestly, honestly, because Lila was yelling at me for spoiling it for her. I don't want to know any story leaks whatsoever. I just like to know what's out there so I can go look for it. <laughs> oh, I'm just like, honestly, it's, it's like for me with like, I love all the FromSoft games. And for those, I, I try to stay as blind as possible for like Elden Ring and Bloodborne and all that. But Pokemon games, I want, I want everything. I want stats. I want locations. I want TMs. Yeah, I want. I just it all. want to know what the Pokemon are. I just want to know like what they are and how do I find them. Don is already scheming. <laughs> <laughs> He's scheming for salt. Oh goodness! All right, y'all, cue the music. science news you had that one about the fish no, the one no don was... did the fish i also said the woodpecker yes yes the wood take the, yes. take the woodpecker i i know vague things about the ivory bill woodpecker L- let me uh oh, wait did they find it 
No, it's some guys like trudging through the I woods think of it's Louisiana. Dead. I was like, I thought it was dead. It's. Dead. I mean, it might be. He's been there for like three years. Looking it's dead. For it. It's <laughs> dead. I was gonna say like I thought it was dead. Like then they announced this earlier this year that they were like, nope, we're confirming it's dead. <laughs> it's been dead for a long time. I, I will make yeah. my case in defending this man. I will. The last the last story of the final one scene like. Had it not been verified, I would think it was like an eye-rollingly preachy movie. It's honestly a devastating story about the last eight pairs of ivory-billed woodpeckers. The there has been a man who has been trudging through the wilderness of and forest of Louisiana for I think about the last three years trying to find one, and he has since amped up his efforts because Don, did you not say that they just they're trying to mark it as officially extinct? Correct. I believe it's. I even I thought it was marked as extinct. extinct. Like, I remember listening to a whole piece on this for like an hour long NPR segment. Oh, so so actually, according to Wikipedia, their current conservation status is critically endangered. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were marked extinct. Yeah, and that endang- critically endangered is listed by the IUCN, which is like everyone uses them. Yeah, and they haven't been um, they haven't been cited. I think since quite a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. I mean, this guy's been looking. I mean, I three years in the grand scheme of things is not that long, but this w- one man will not give up his efforts to find one. And Lucas, you've talked about it before, but marking something extinct, what does that do? Why is it? Why is is this man trying so hard to keep it from happening? If you mark something as extinct, it basically stops any and all support that would ever come to it. Like, why would I waste money on something that doesn't exist when I can actually put it out there? When it comes right down to it, it really is about resources. Now, the reason that I think he has a point is that with Louisiana specifically, this is a state with more swamps and wetlands than any other state in the United States. This is the place to go if you're trying to be a small animal in hiding. This is the one, this is one of those places where it's like, Look, it's not like he's looking for the skunk ape or something out there. He's actually looking for an animal that's pretty hard to find. I know what I saw. Yes, Don, we know what you saw. Wait, uh, hey, just, there's just, a thing called a skunk ape? It's a, like a Florida Bigfoot. Yeah, it's it just smells worse. It lives in the Everglades. Of course he does. Naturally, everything does. It really is something just terrible. Anyway, I honestly think he has a point to keep looking, but... At a certain point, he is going to have to give up. I will say the the ivory-billed woodpecker is huge. Isn't it, it was like huge? Lord Godbird or something? Something like that. Um, so it um, the, roughly twenty inches tall, um, with a wingspan of like two and a half feet. That's a big woodpecker. It's closely related to the imperial woodpecker, which is a Mexican woodpecker. That's the largest woodpecker, and that one's um only like slightly larger. Like the ivory bill, really. And then there's some like. There's some actually old footage of some of the last ivory bills back in the day from like the 1940s, the last uh, verified sightings. The last sighting was 1944. And since then, there's been only one other compelling piece of evidence uh, sighting since. Yeah. Then. And there, I, I think the main cause was habitat loss. The uh, the ivory billed woodpecker was like in the southeast, like coastal old growth forests, which were like pretty much some of the first forests like really harvested um, due to like the size and the quality of the wood. So it was like a very, very endangered habitat. Even if he is like not exactly going to like be correct on this, I do think it's important for people to have this kind of mindset, that citizen science mindset of let's go out and try and see what we can do to help. Like you don't need to have a bachelor's degree to help. You need all these sorts of accreditations for doing more, but you don't need to have them to help out. And I I think that's, um, I don't know, even if it's futile, 
I think it's pretty neat. I, I really do, and I I think it would be amazing if they found them. I think the Ivory Build Ivory Build Woodpecker, sorry, was a a really cool bird, and um, I think it'd be awesome to have it back on the landscape. So as far as Pokemon news goes, there have been a few trailers. I'll be honest, I like the Pokemon every week. Is like, hey, here's some new trailers. Here, enjoy. Like it really t- kept a tight leash on the information this gen so far. I think it's the least amount we've ever had. The leaks came fast and furious late, but <laughs> yes, in the last day. I take that back. But the leaks have been, but they're leaks though. It's not even official. It's been like yeah. leaks. But the we have to. So it was it was rumored with Hisu and Zoroark, but now we have officially seen a Pokemon kill someone with that ghost dog draining the life of that poor student in the horror movie that Pokemon released on Twitter. Pokemon really likes killing people now. I kind of am interested in the... Who's running the marketing? Didn't it always like killing people? Like, have you read Dusclops's, like Pokedex entry? But, like, they're putting it out in the open. Usually we'd have to go in and read this stuff and we find, hey, that's creepy. Now they're just like, yeah, watch this video, kids. We, we didn't just tell you. We made a video for it. We spent money telling you they kill people. Do you love your dog? Well, this dog loves you a little too much. Just a bit. Just a touch. But I do love... I, I can't, I, So I haven't seen an official pronunciation, so I don't know if it's Grieveyard, like grieving, or graveyard-like pronunciation. I believe it's Grieveyard. Because um, there's like the Boivar or something like that is like a different herding dog as well. Okay. Um, But the design of Grieveyard, um, especially given the region of Paldea being like uh, Iberian Peninsula, Spain, maybe some Portugal as well. Um, there's the Catalan Sheepdog. That's what I heard. I heard it was like supposed to be like a sheepdog. Yeah, the Catalan Sheepdog is a Spanish sheepdog, like particularly from that area. And it also the same area, the Catalan area, has a um a like a mythical creature. I think it's more mythical than like a cryptid called the dip. And it's like a sort of a grim sort of thing. It's like a black dog that um I think it seals your blood or your soul. Naturally. Um, so it kind of, they, they really double down with the dog imagery. Cause like it drains your life force, but it also looks like a sheep dog. Now for the other ghosts that they released the, okay. We have to give them credit because they didn't make us watch a 24 hour stream this time. They just made us watch a chest slowly open one photo at a time. I wish they did that more. Well, I found it. I saw it in Pogo before the uh, before the trailer drops. Yeah, I saw the Pogo le- like the Pogo like yo. No, what like did this the weird coins little are dude? showing up in people's inventory? Yeah, it was weird because all the Pokestops near my house turned gold. This is now the second one that they've announced through Pokemon Go. Have you noticed every Pokemon me. through Pokemon Go is just a weird little dude? Wait, what it's was a weird one? gray dude. Mel- Meltan was, was announced through Pokemon oh, Go. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Weird gray dude with some gold. Weird, weird little dude. They're always metallic-y. No, this one's not metallic-y. It's a ghost. It's like a poltergeist, isn't it? But it's like gray, and it lives in gold. It's and it collects a... gold. It collects metal coins. I don't because like... like I think it's the right like like greed kills you. <laughs> I really yeah, like, a... but I really like the chest version of Gimme Ghoul. I like the chest form. He's like a little it's, clam. It's such a great call out to like, it's yo, y'all. variant's going to be like a box. That bivalve bad boy. It just makes me think of like mimics. That's what I was thinking too. I told Lila when I saw it, I was like, it's a mimic. Yeah. It's a D&D mimic. It's awesome. That third age drop. Shout out to the runescapes. It's a, it's a, it's a mimic and then it's, it's the guy on the Florida beaches with a metal detector. Good loot. Not only that, we also got the... Um, we have the um, the introduction of what was it? Great Tusk and what was the other one called? Iron Tusk, Iron, Iron Roller, tusk. Iron yeah. Treads, Iron Treads, Iron, Iron Treads. Treads or 
let's be honest, it's some kind of new kind of Donna fan, and I love it. I, yeah, I like. Did you say Donna fan? Isn't it Don fan? Don fan. Don fan. Don fan. Ah, oh, it's Don fan. I always write it with Don a fan instead of Don fan. I'm doing that since I was a kid. It's awful. Remember when like they revealed him and we had no idea who the heck he was because he had never like we didn't know his name. He was just in the like Pokemon Mewtwo movie. <laughs> First and, five like, minutes in sequence, yeah, and they were like, have, like, "Here's they have, like, a four thing. of them that way, right?" Yeah. Oh, I mean, they did it in the first episode with Ho-Oh. Yeah. And Togepi. Not in the first episode, in the first season. But, like, think of, like, the movie moment of, like, you're all sitting in the audience, your parents are, like, rolling their eyes, like, what is this? And then you see this elephant thing come out, and you're like, what is that? My dad actually thought the first one was pretty sick, I remember going as a kid. (laughs) My aunt and uncle threatened my mother that they would never take me anywhere again if they ever sat through a movie like that again. What was the, um, oh, was the third one? I didn't know what the heck a Kingdra was before the Intan old movie, but after that, I've always thought Kingdra was the coolest. Oh, Kingdra? Kingdra. Yeah, they revealed it. I think maybe it was already out with the un- new movie with Unknown and Intent. No, it was already out because Golden yeah, Hour came out before. It that. was already out, but like as a as a child, really pre-internet with a Game Boy Color, like you, you have, give no, there's nothing that indicates Kingdra. Um, like, except until for you get to the until you get to Claire, which I did yeah. not do yet because I like could barely read because I was like five. <laughs> I mean, we gotten again. You guys are right. Like Pokemon has been pretty tight lipped on this, but like in the end, the news always gets out. They can try stopping it all they want, but it always leaks every single time, and they keep getting equally mad every time it does. Like it's the first time it's ever happened. It's like guys. It's going to happen. Stop, at least stop getting angry. But you know what? They still make their money. They, yeah, no. they. I was, I'm was. i doing a thing for... I'm teaching about how to teach, use pop culture to teach in like museums and stuff. And the thing I like pointing out with Pokemon is that they have an uncomfortable amount of money. I don't think you all realize what $118 billion in revenue looks like. It's crazy just how much money they're making off of us. And we keep it going. Hooray! Do we have any Pokemon Go news aside from our little gimme ghoul? Nothing really that we haven't talked about already. Really? Uh, what's the, what's the Guzzlord has uh, come into raids? Big, big dark dragon. But other than that, like, I mean, community days we've already talked about and... Uh, Trying to think anything else. Oh, yeah, Scarlet and Violet, when it first opens up, you'll be getting a Charizard with dragon typing, terror typing. And one oh, of the... there, there is. They have announced the final expansion. I'm glad we could wedge Charizard into another game. <laughs> <laughs> they announced the final expansion of the Sword and Shield trading card series, uh, Crown Zenith, which is coming out, I think, in January. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of art. Basically, any of the art cards that haven't been released in the Americas or outside of Japan, I think, are getting... There are releases in here, and there's cards of like Charizard fighting Mewtwo, and other. There's some. There's some cool ones in there for sure. All right, so um, let's give good. Let's give Galar a good send off, shall we? Let's do it. All right, so um, how we're gonna do this? I think I think we all kind of talked about it a bit. We'll talk about first each one a Pokemon we really liked from this generation, and then. Something we like separate from that, from the generation, right? We good with that? Like a mechanic or just something we'd like that we want yeah, to make yeah. sure it gets a little bit of love before it goes away for nostalgic reasons. Or until nostalgic reasons bring it back. Well, does it have to be something that is going away or something that we just liked in this generation? That it doesn't have to be going away. It's just like a new, was it a new mechanic and a new Pokemon? Well, the game is, the game, the game is going away, is what I mean. Okay. 
Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know if the thing I liked is going away. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be things that are going away, just things that were new. So for me, the Pokemon I wanted to talk about is um, Poltegeist. Number one, great English names. Phenomenal English names. Poltegeist like, is, is probably like top, like S tier of Pokemon names. Yeah, at least in English. I can't speak for all the other languages. But the thing I truly love about it is that it hits so British on so many levels. Number one is the tea thing. Yes, Britain is known for tea. At one point, ten percent of their economy was spent getting tea from China. That's amazing. The other thing I love is the fact that it represents the porcelain wars, the time when people were trying to get porcelain. And to this day, you can find a poltergeist that even if it's shiny and special, if it doesn't have that seal at the bottom, that one seal to show that it is genuine, then it is a lesser model for it. That is amazing. That kind of detail only comes from someone who actually knows about the game, who knows what they're talking about with this history stuff. And that's what I live for. I mean, I, I loved fighting with it for a time. Like y'all, were, we were talking about like the good old days before like we only had the regional. Man, weak armor, weakness policy, combined with someone who could hit it with super effective. Those were fun times. I loved going big number. I think the uh, the end of Sinistee came, or Poltegeist came with uh, Wicked Blow Urshifu. Yeah. The end of a lot of things came with Urshifu. <laughs> Where Urshifu killed the thing. But that's like, I don't know. I get. I guess I love I love ocean animals, I, but for this thing, this is what I love what Pokemon has become. Going into these really niche things about their culture and teaching it in a weird way. This is what I'm all about. I love the fact that they use this and they didn't need to add the seal to it. Nobody went looking, except they I did. did. And they... I did. I went looking. Did, did, did you actually find one with the actual seal? <laughs> no. I mean, again, it's hard, and I love it. I love this Pokemon so much, and I will miss doing big number damage with it. Those were good times. <laughs> big number go home. <laughs> big number Big number go burr. I was always confused about about Poltegeist because it's tea because it it does not have different kinds of tea, but Pokedex says that it can both be a distinctive flavor and it shares its tea with trainers it trusts, but also if you make it angry, it'll make you drink tea that is causes chills and it outright targets your mouth, but I don't there's not other tea in that pot. It's the same tea. Maybe it's like those assassin teacups. Oh, with the little trapdoor thing in it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's an assassin teacup. Assassin teacup? That's Oh, right. There was the other reason I love this. So after this game came out, y'all remember that dude who said some terrible, horrible stuff and got smacked in the face with a can of twisted tea? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly, after that, I designed a you little imagine Pultigeist. Imagine this would set us up with Pultigeist. Yeah, I just I have a little like design on my phone. Like if I ever decide to get like a, a dumb tattoo, it's going to be a twisted T with a Pultigeist sitting on top of it because that's just how I imagine. Like just like mess around and find out with Pultigeist. It's a I love that meme. I love watching that guy get hurt and the fact that I love Pultigeist and some guy hitting hit with a can of tea. Uh, I'm just happy. Weak armor this. <laughs> Weak armor this, you filthy casual. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Who, who else has next. got one? I got it. What you got? Honestly, like this, was, I had to think for a second. Because um, I probably would have gone with one of the ones that I have as a plush. Because like I do love Cinderace. Cinderace is like the best. Cinderace is, is great. I do love him. And the fact that he's named Luke is great. But I also love my Dracovish. 
that I named after Kevin because Draco fish is adorable. But honestly, my favorite, and I'm so sad I wasn't able to get the plush because it came out when my divorce started, was Hatrine. I like adore Hatrine. <laughs> it was one of my favorites in the playthrough. Like, it's such a fun mon. It's it's definitely a low-key favorite of mine for this uh, this generation. Well, like, and it was so good because um, Lila has had um, Hatena plush. Like, that was one of her favorites, too, because um, it was so good in Trick Room early on. G G Max Hatterine was stupid fun. Yeah, G Max Hat was sweet. Um, up until like later Zashin times, it was I think one of the best Trick Room archetypes. No, it was. It was so good. It was almost always the Trick Room archetype when I saw it running. Like, um, the other one Lila ran was G Max Lapras. That's a Another good one because she she exclusively plays Trick Room because that's she was six at the time. That's my my now eight year old. <laughs> no, it's honestly. And also, you mentioned Cinderace, and I forgot that Raboot existed, and I just love that little Slav bunny. But no. Raboot's cute, but I, I like, adore Cinderace. I know. As you, I mean, Cinderace is awesome. Cinderace represents, again, soccer, which is uh, huge for it's my the, family. The world sport. It is the world sport. It's amazing. I love... And Hatrine, the, the Pokedex entry, people were reading that and like, yo, don't show any emotion, like, at all. Like, if you win a battle with a Hatrine, you're not happy, you're not sad, or she will beat you to death. Hatrine is is Ko, the face stealer from Avatar. Oh my gosh, I was just thinking that we shared a brain for a second. Literally, literally, literally the face stealer. Do not steal. Why? We'll take her in. No, she'll just beat the snot out of you. The the GMAX entry for Hatrine says that it is known to some as the Raging Goddess, which is the best nickname a Pokemon has ever had in the game. Yeah, that'll do it. I don't want to mess with it. That sounds like something the Celts worshipped under a full moon, and I don't want to deal with any of that. You were just talking about Pokemon jobs last week, Lucas, and this one says if you talk too loud, it'll uh, it'll tear you apart with its claws. So maybe it'll work in like a library. I mean, either that or like any sort of like off, like any company of like, hey, get your head down, back to work. I didn't say they were all good jobs, but they are jobs. <laughs> I love that Madison loving Hatrine is the last thing Hatrine would want, but nothing is going to stop her from loving Hatrine. I don't care. I want this thing. I want to hug it and I want to cuddle it. And I don't even know what I would name it. Hats. Hats. <laughs> Look up different kinds of hats. Uh-huh. No, or I don't find name things that love. way. All of my Pokemon are named after people. Find a hat design. Or, or celebrities or historical figures. Find a celebrity who wore a hat. I mean, my Infernape's not Lord Byron. <laughs> All right, Chris, Don. I'll mix it up and then like maybe less of a lore and more sort of from a competitive standpoint, but also just thought they were cool. Um, both of the Indeedies. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, great. The rest of the Trick Room set is there. Lovely. <laughs> um, They're all here. I, we ruining my day. Trick Room's the best. I like the, I like because I do feel like sort of maids and butlers are very like British sort of stereotypical sort of just Britishness. Um, so I do sort of get the reference there. But I like the fact that there was a supportive one and a more offensive one that was still also supportive. Um, and I do think the female Indeedy is overall better from a competitive standpoint. Like Psychic Terrain plus Follow Me plus the fact that it actually has Fake Out as well is crazy. Um, no one really ran Fake Out Follow Me because Psychic Terrain was so good. Well, the I, I feel like the Indeedies were also the ones probably the best executed like gender split in a pokemon yeah like the stats and the moves yeah yes stats looks moves i guess maybe the basque legions if we get them in the mainline series might might rival 
because they are pretty different, I think, typing-wise and all that. Follow me plus Psychic Terrain, Expanding Force, Helping Hand. Like, the their movesets really are both incredible. Um, And then, like, both Indeedies, though, really are, like, I think very unique support Pokemon. Um, so the male form can go more offensive. They will have Expanding Force, which is great in Psychic Terrain. Um, Imprisoned Trick Room is sweet for the more offensive variant. But, like, really, Follow Me plus Psychic Terrain is just such insane utility. Especially in, like, non-restricted formats when you're not dealing with, like, stuff like Zacian. Um, and just enough bulk to really take a lot of hits, too. And it paired really well with Madison's Hatterene. Absolutely. Indeed, he had is a menace. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But, like, to be fair, Indeedy was good with everything. Yeah, yes, it, it really is. And overriding... Like, Indeedy was like, who am I trick rubing with today? And overriding potential Rillaboom terrain as well is huge. All right, so I got last for the Pokemon, and I am going to use this time to make you all appreciate cats again. Uh, do we have to? Yes, this is Cat Appreciation Minutes. Perserker was always one of my favorites just because, one, it is the king of all Meowth variants because we have one for, like, all the areas now. Perserker, I just, I love the design of it. I love the tie with Vikings because Vikings were very big on having cats as mousers on their ships. But overall, the Norwegian Forest Cat is one of my favorite types of cats because it is so freaking big. It's like a 20 pound house cat. And if you've seen photos of it, which is with people, it just looks absurd. And that's all I want with Perserker to just be this massive, chonky cat, fluffy, fluffy steel kitty cat that'll claw you, but also like kill all the mice on your ship and keep you keep them from eating your food. Another great cultural one. I love the introduction of there are Pokemon Vikings out there somewhere. <laughs> yes. And and also the so net uh, tradition or. More often than not, when animals get domesticated, they tend to get smaller, like dogs compared to their ancestors. But cats have actually gotten bigger. Yeah, they have. You've seen the Maine Coon? <laughs> They're very big. Lucas and I were chatting about it before, and he was like, is it because they have more access to food? And I was like, well, that's you could say the same thing for dogs, and dogs still got smaller. So I'm not really sure why cats have gotten bigger. I don't know. Again, I feel it's like dogs were bred to be like sleeker for like hunting purposes. Or, like, bigger for, like, breaking stuff, like, bare bones and what have you. Cats were just like, hey, sit there, kill all these mice. Great job. Do it, now do it on a boat. Now do it on a barn. Now do it in the house. Not a lot of variation. But they do it better than anything. Correct. They kill better than anything. They're, they are really good at killing stuff. <laughs> Also, we have to make I have to make note that I it's we it is a steel type, but all of its steel is just really hard hair. This is not a soft cat. No, not a soft cat. Not not a soft cat at all. Well, that's all the Pokemon we got. So um I kinda wanna talk a little bit about some of the like some of the things we're gonna be leaving like some of the things that came into the game that we didn't normally we might not have appreciated or someone else might have. Um I guess I'll give mine. Um I really Honestly, I love the gym leader. Not just the gym leaders, but the style of the gyms. Like, did anyone else feel the same way? Like the stadiums? Yes. The gym leader music is an absolute banger. Absolute banger. It actually made the gym battles, like, feel like an event. As opposed to, like, some maze where you walk around, like, running into invisible walls. It felt like you actually, like, yo, you are in a match. Like, you have fans watching. You have the crowd roaring. This made it feel epic. And not just that, the fact that the little details of the gym leaders, like 
a lot of them represented different parts of British culture, like Opal, the old British like lady from like aristocracy. You have people like um like Piers, who was like the punk rocker kiss guy. I hated his team yell, but wait, wait, wait. did you say kiss? Do you mean the clash? I, I think oh it's also you could also say glam rock. And also kiss as punk rock? No, like again, I'm just saying like his look. I liked his look, like effectively his the rock had scene. Nothing to do with with glam rock. It was punk rock. Thank you for correcting me. I appreciate that. I'm gonna I, get angry because I like my music, Lucas. <laughs> reasonable. That's I get angry about music too. So, but glam rock is more tied to Galar Zigzagoon. Obviously, Gal- yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, let- I'll see it back. He's he's definitely glam rock. <laughs> Do you even like like I love the little detail of like Leon is yeah Leon's the champion. Let's slap a bunch of logos on his jacket. Let's slap a bunch of logos on his cape. That makes me so happy because like that's one of our big things when we do the economics uh, panel at conventions that like it would be so hard to be a Pokemon trainer without sponsors. Yeah, they're all gonna look like NASCAR drivers. It'd be sweet. So anyway, to sum it all up with the gyms, the stadium, the look, the sponsorship, I love having all of this in because, again, it made it feel like an event. Yes, you had to do the little puzzles at the beginning, but when you walk through that stadium, they gave you your own uniform you could customize. They give you your own uniform, the number they had. You had to get sponsored by a bunch of people to get a part of it. It made it feel much closer to that. I want to see like actual sponsorship logos on your uniform. That'd be cool. That'd be cool, like side quests. Yeah, like like if you if you had to collect them, like I really made this bakery happy. <laughs> Anyone here played Mass Effect Two? Yeah. Hi, I'm the protagonist, and this is my favorite Pokemon in the Pokedex. All right, give me my money. Like, oh my god, no, that would have been amazing. Oh, I love it. I love the gyms. All right, who's got well, one? I I can go next. Uh, so the I want to give a shout out to someone we have trashed on this show quite a few times. And that is Carolus and the mad uh, the mad scientist that she is <laughs> for creating what are definitely monstrosities, but also very very fun. Like Dracozol, Dracovish is my f- Dracovish. Like, They're like they are absolutely abominations of nature, and she should lose whatever science degree she has. It is but, an affront to nature and a blight upon Arceus's holy light. But they are so fun, and I want to make sure that we appreciate someone who had the the gumption to just stick two fossils together because it felt right. <laughs> That's like the same logic for the people who make a turducken. Oh, <gasps> you take it back. Turducken's good. Have you ever tried it, Lucas? I'll be honest. No, I have had a crab stuff, a uh, crab stuffed chicken breast though, and that was pretty good. Oh no, no, no! Turducken is like really good. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It's really good. You should try it. I, de- I mean, it kind of requires a lot of prep work, but I would definitely consider it. I will also, in the same note, I will also downvote the mechanic of how you got the fossils with those twins just digging stuff up. That was pretty lame. But the fossils themselves, way better than just like getting a fossil from somebody. Like they're like, oh, take this little dome and here's a Kabuto. No, smack these this bird and fish together and give me some kind of monster. I thought it's- it was great. All right. Okay, fine. I got one. I got two, actually. So, <laughs> honestly, I love that we had multiplayer connectivity. I love that I got to play with my kids and do raids with my kids and camp with my kids and make curry with my daughters. 
No, that that was a huge step forward for the game, and and from by all accounts, it looks like it's gonna go even further. Yeah, and we're so excited about that that because we have three switches between me and Kevin that we're talking about buying three copies of the game and not just two, so that Lila can play with us and Chloe when Chloe comes home soon. Um, It'll be a lovely trip. And apparently, instead of curry, we'll all be getting sandwiches together. So well, really I'm, nice. I'm unhappy about that. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> I like sandwiches. <laughs> you don't want a nice crispy sando? I do not. Um, I love curry. Curry is one of my favorite dishes to make because it's so diverse. Um, but I'm not going to go into curry. Uh, honestly, the other thing, and it's the same line, is I love the trainer cards. Um, I was looking through them the other day. and I forgot that I had Chloe's trainer cards in there. And since she hasn't been like home for a while, like it made me cry. And Lila and I were looking at it and I was like, oh yeah, like that's what your sister's character looked like. And it just, it, I don't know. Like, I think that was a really cute addition to the game. That was really easy to add. (laughs) Just some little added customization, make you feel a little bit more connected to it. Yeah, absolutely. Make it you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm excited to have like the selfies because what you get to do group selfies now. Yeah. Or as they call him in Ted Lasso, ussies. (laughs) Oh, God. It's a line in Ted Lasso, and he's like, can I get an ussy? And he's like, we call those selfies in America. And he's like, well, it wasn't myself. It was us. (laughs) Such a good show. That's really nice, Madison. I'm glad you got to share that with your family. I'm glad that other people got to share it with their families. And now we're at that age. Well, yeah, I think of all the people like like me who are like roughly my age who are like sharing this with their kids the first time. Like, they're going to have a lot of fun. All right. I really like the wild area. I thought it set a good precedent. I mean, I like how it was expanded on, you know, like Legends Arceus as well. I thought I was low. I'm a sucker for Pokemon in the overworld because it's like that's what you imagine when you're a little kid playing like red version or gold for the first time is you imagine to your character. You can see like all these crazy, crazy little dudes running around in the grass. And it's just cool that it's just cool that they're out and about. Um, I do wish that they had um, made the shinies visible in the overworld, like in Let's Go and um, Arceus. So, and I, I, I hope they do have that in Scarlet and Violet. But I, I really just thought the, I just thought the wild area was cool. It's kind of like how you imagine Pokemon games being from the beginning. Y'all remember that first Onyx in the wild area where you show up and like, I'm going to catch you with my level 12 starter and it's at 36. Oh, dear merciful heavens. <laughs> yes. Uh, run, 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 terror. Nothing nothing will top the Onyx, though, in uh, Pokemon, or new Pokemon Snap. That was cool. Was that a Steelix? It, no, it was, it was the Onyx Dolphins. <laughs> That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. There was this Pokemon Snap. Man, we also got Pokemon Snap in this generation again. We that got was so legend. fun to play. That was so fun. I, I played that the whole way back from Metrocon last year. The Mystery Dungeon so... remake was quite fun as well. See, like this generation, I don't know. Again, it might have just been that the, the pandemic tampered a lot of it. This generation was pretty fun. Did it have faults? Yes. But I had a great time. I had a phenomenal time with Galar. I can't wait to go to Paldea because I actually feel more connected because at least ha- my culture comes from this area. Like I get to learn more from these games than I would have normally. And I'm so excited to be a part of that, but I'm never going to forget Galar. It was really cool. 
And I look forward to seeing what other Japanese tourist locations we go to visit next. What are y'all? I mean, what are y'all thoughts? Final thoughts on Galar? Well, I was going to say, if it's any consolation, Lucas, Pokemon won't let you forget about Galar either because they'll keep selling it to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Galar was special to me because it was the generation that kind of really like got me back into Pokemon. Like I did a, I played very loosely on Alola, but Galar I really got into and uh, it kind of like brought back a lot of things that I loved about childhood and let me reconnect with some friends and people and just brought new communities into my life. So I, Galar will always be special to me. Anyone else? Honestly, like I, I, that was one of the things I liked about Kevin too. Like he hadn't played Pokemon in like 12 years and, or no, maybe 15 years. And he was like, yeah, I bought this on the switch. It looked like everyone else was playing it. And it was, it was really fun to bond with him over that. We need a war of the roses game though. This way maybe we got a Nobu, uh, Nobunaga's ambition game. We need a war. Yeah, we need, we, we need we need conquest too. Yeah, we need fire Pokemon Fire Emblem back. No, 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 but like, yeah, Fire Emblem, but like War of the Roses. I mean, no, yeah, that would be sick. I would and love we it. We have Spain, France, and England now. They should all just yeah, no, that would be a oh. uh, prequel like animated for even as a prequel animated like 10, 20 minutes of just showing like someone no, trying I to need survive it as the a war game, and I needed to be the prequel setting up the Great War. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick, Don. Take us home. What are your thoughts on Galar? Honestly, I thought it was an interesting gen. I uh, I have opinions about Dynamax and a few other things, but I I, I liked a lot of the uh, the art direction. I thought the locations were nice. Um, I thought a lot of the po- new Pokemon were cool. Um, some good new mechanics. As a whole, I, I really enjoyed it. I I think I maybe liked Alola more, but uh, I really enjoyed Galar. All right. And I thought the DLCs were a nice um. Yeah. Yes. Thank I you. Like, I like I like the say. DLCs honestly. Um, honestly, maybe I like more the DLC so than too. Yeah. The, the DLC. DLCs were better than Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yes. Yes. Because I, I didn't have to replay the same game that I just played. I black and Black and White Two were sick though. I paid less money. Well, Black and Black Black and Two Black Two White Two were kind of like how Gold and Silver were like direct sequels. Yeah, like it wasn't. It wasn't like a third version. Those were like sequels. Those were like yeah. genuine sequels. Because like you were playing a totally unrelated character in events that happened after the previous game. It's such a smart idea economically of like, hey, let's spend less money, make the DLC, and use the money to make things like Legends RCS and Pokemon Snap. Well, and it, well, to be fair, they also like they've been doing a great job at hiring outside companies to make a lot of their games too. Yeah. I, oh, right. I should probably mention it. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. They were fine. I had a good time. At least, right. the, at least Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon didn't make me uh, take my teddy bear to various spots on an island to take a photo with it and watch the sunset so that I could use it to punch things in the face. Oh, yeah. Good times. I think we've said our piece. Let's wrap her up. <laughs> All right, so uh, really quickly before we take off, because next week the new game is coming out, uh, the next lecture is going to be a starter showdown for the new starters, but I kind of have to play it at first to get a feel of them. So the next episode might be delayed until Friday night, Saturday morning. I want to make sure that it comes out right. I want to make sure I got the stats and all the information right before it does. So if you don't see one Friday morning and you're like, "What, what happened? Where'd it go? It's coming. I just need to actually take the time. I'm not just going to be like, let me just go through every leak and think what will happen. No, I want to actually see it 
get a look at the design and work from there. That's that's all I have. Aside from that, everything's going to be just dandy. I'm I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, I'll see you. I'll see all of you on the other side of this. Let's you know go what, have though? some fun. I have laugh, Lucas. All of us except for Kevin are our team Sprigatito. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Fuego. Co. Fuego. All, all four of us girls are like, no, no. This cat is God. <laughs> Wait, uh, it is cro- croc time. Croc time. <laughs> no, I'm so excited for the cat. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how excited we are at the end of this. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the new game. Mm-hmm.